I smell a lot of oak and or like musk. It's musty. It's musty. musty. Yeah. That's a that's a earthy musty nose to it. Got like a sassafras. <laughs> Come on. Welcome, everyone, to episode 138 of Mashup, the best bourbon conversation you are going to hear all week long. We're your hosts, Anthony, Kenny, and Stephen. Hello, Anthony and Kenny. Hello, Stephen and Anthony. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. I mean, you're, you've tried to you know get me to laugh, but I'm getting Failed. there. I'll get there. No, no, I'll get there. Feel a little mellow tonight. I was going to say, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to make you laugh too much. <laughs> Been on the road a lot. You're kind of wild. Yeah. No, I, I'm just returning back from Nashville again. And what's super exciting to me is the fact that we are here recording on what is close to our three-year anniversary. Oh, wow. So, yeah, we started this podcast, was it January? It started in talks in 2020. Right. And took a little bit to get off the floor. Right. So it was what? It was January. January, Early January of 21. 21, yeah. Episode one. Wow. Wow. Episode one, Sazerac Rye. That's right. <laughs> Kenny, have you listened to that episode? Yeah. You have to scroll way so, far back. Well, I ain't gonna lie, man. I went back and started listening from, I listened to the first seven or eight. Okay. And it was, it was kind of rough, guys, but, you know, <laughs> just, it was, uh, you, know, you know, you're starting something, you can't wait until it's perfect. You yeah. just gotta go with it. I know. And learn as you go. But it was, uh, it was still cool. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I listened to, and then we had the one episode that I guess posted because there was bad weather, so there was no episode or something. Oh, yeah. I used yeah. to do weather update. And then, weather uh, update episode. I listened to the first eight or nine, I think. So I did go back and listen, though. Well, thank you for doing that. And I think we were so cocky, we thought to ourselves, um, and I'm, I'm laughing, <laughs> looking at Steve when I said that because we were anything but cocky. We were thinking, like, what if we miss a uh, Friday? People are going to think we're going to be gone. Yeah, we're gone. Like, they're, they're like gone to the ether. So, we, you know, Stephen had the idea to do those updates. And then also when you guys were on vacation, I love the Michael and you episode where you guys are chugging down cheap scotch. <laughs> oh, like early in the morning. That's one of my favorites. Uh, they were chugging down, what, yeah. cheap scotch. And where were you guys at? Mexico? I Somewhere, guess. yeah. I, you were, I don't you remember. Were, you didn't remember where you were at? No, I'm no. just kidding. That's a long time ago. Yeah. Honestly, reflecting back on on doing this for three years and knowing that, We've done it mostly just with with our ourselves and our whiskey collections mm-hmm. and bringing you guys this honest feedback that we like to provide on whiskeys. It's just it's meant a lot. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I am still massively tickled when I see people contact us on social media. I am too. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't know how that is. After all this time, <laughs> I, it's funny. I still have all the notifications on Instagram to notify me when things happen. Right. And I still get them. <laughs> yeah. Still get them. Still interact. We love hearing from y'all. And, um, it's been, it's been interesting because we've gone through different lineups and everything else, but it's been a lot of fun. And Kenny, we're happy to have you. I'm happy to be here, man. <laughs> Good stuff. What's your, what's your reflection? Do you have any reflections for the three year, um, three year anniversary here? Well, um, honestly, uh, you know, I've talked a little bit about my bourbon journey. It's, it's shorter, 
but I went from like zero to a hundred, like real quick. Right. Real quick. Premium, like <laughs> high end, uh, high end premium stuff and dusties and all that. He built a dusty collection in four days. <laughs> so one thing though, that I did by, by going back and listening to the older episodes, yep. it's made me truly still, we need to review less expensive bottles also. And we need to refine the bottle that is that 30 to $70 bottle that literally smacks and hangs with some of these $250, $300 bottles. Yeah. That way the average person can truly obtain it and get it, you know? But like two of the things I get most excited about are just literally the hanging out, the laughing, the talking. We just, I mean, we belly laugh, man, cramps in the side, just <laughs> yeah. fun stuff. And the second thing is finding that inexpensive bourbon. Yeah that freaking smacks the big boys. Um, like that Rittenhouse rye liquor barn pick from last year, yep. 35 bucks. And it, it was hanging blind with $152 rye, stuff like that. So there's one thing going back and listening to the old episodes that I, that I do. It helps, uh, you know, I got to think, Hey, let's also, let's keep on the middle of the road track, less expensive track every now and then to try to find that special one. Right. And I really appreciate that addition you've added to this thing. Oh, thank you. Our show. Like, we do look for those inexpensive bottles that are really good for everyone, but then to have your skills of, <laughs> yeah. of tasting and to be able to say, oh, this bottle compared to yeah. this bottle that costs 10 times as much, they're very close. And that gives everyone out there a chance to almost have that expensive bottle, but they can buy it at the shelf. And it's just, it's wild. Uh, pretty cool in the past try or buy thing when you start thinking about retail right. versus secondary, you right. know, because it's like, man, there's a huge difference on what you'd actually open, you know, sometimes on those things. Right. And what I, what I, when I'm reflecting back to the one thing I want to say is Steven and I had so many discussions at the beginning. There were so many times we go back and forth about bottles, man, you know, yeah. <laughs> you like, <laughs> we, we want in the beginning, we want to make sure we had enough of the different distilleries yeah. represented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to make sure they weren't too close, you know, to get episodes weren't too close together back yep. to back with similar right. distillery releases. Yeah. And it was fun because we were like, you know, looking through our own whiskey collections. And of course, Everyone has a different size collection, yeah. different variety of their collection. And we kept thinking, like, what do we think people want? And I think really what people want is they just want honest opinions, to tell you the truth. And um, once we sort of found that out and we got a little bit more comfortable, bought some better equipment, yeah, <laughs> you know, those kind of things, I think that things really kind of took off. But I would be remiss if I didn't just say that along the way here, getting to, what is this, episode 138, three years later, yeah. um, we've had... You know, not to get all sentimental here, but, you know, Steve and I, you know, we've done a lot of it. Michael was a big part of it at the beginning, and we still hope to have him on from time to time. We had him in episode 100, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny now being with us. We had Mossick for a little bit. We've had Caleb as a co-host on some episodes. We've got other people dropping in. It's been a lot of fun. It's almost been like a way to showcase the community around here right. that we have and how we like to hang with each other. Like Kenny just said a second ago, that fun that we have laughing and everything and being able to capture that and bring that to you guys on uh, not always a weekly basis, but trying <laughs> to do it every week. Right. It's right. just been like a really, it's been a great joy. And I think it happened at the right time too, because if you're out there and you're listening and you're thinking about what whiskey means to you, we hope that it, it means more than just the bottles that you have on the shelf that you get to look at, that you get to share them with some good people like we do week in and week out and be able to, to bring that to you. So we hope you're doing that as well. Yeah, definitely. And then um, the part you hit on earlier that is huge is that we basically supply our own bottles. Right. We're not paid. We're not bought. We'd like to be at times. Don't, you know. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But, and the reason I say that is how many... YouTubers, websites, other podcasts, it's like 
some of the stuff that they say is great. It's right. just, I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's as simple as that. We're just but, trying to get a sample you know, over here. I mean, <laughs> so might be why we don't get samples. Yeah, it might know, be. Yeah. Maybe we're too honest yeah. about stuff. I mean, but, I'd go for a BTAC flight, you know? Yeah, you know? Yeah. Oh, but, absolutely. <laughs> can we, we get really, on a BTAC list next year? <laughs> we really do just try to bring honest, you know, honest opinions. And everyone's yeah. palate's different. So just because I say something's bad versus good or good versus bad doesn't mean you're going to agree with that. Um, but at least we are consistent and we just try to not, you know, just give you the 100% truth about something. And that's why we kind of, like the three man show, yeah. Because one, two of us don't like something, it doesn't really. Yeah, that's old. But then the third person, you know, we can gang up on the Anthony, yeah. you know, and tell him what's going up. Right? <laughs> I like the way you picked me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Three is definitely better than two, man. That's for sure. Yeah. No, it's a. Uh, and the one thing I want to say is we we almost never brag on ourselves, and we continue probably you know not to do that. It was funny when Kenny when you first came on, I told you we had listeners that would send us messages and say, "I'm not sure if I like Kenny because he does he oh, no. does all this crazy stuff when he's on. He's talking about this whiskey, shenanigans, this whiskey, that whiskey. It was from multiple people, and now those same people are like, "No, I get it now. I get it. It's part of that evolution. But part of that evolution is when we first started this podcast. I may have said this before, but I think the first month that we were doing this do we have about what 40 total listens i would say maybe it's under 100 150 yeah so 150 listens maybe and now we've had month periods where we've had what between three and four thousand listens or more Mm -hmm. yeah and that's a testament not only to you know the time and effort that we've put into this and what we want to bring you guys every week but also i think that I just wanted to say a big thank you to our listening audience um, because we really appreciate that. And keep telling your friends about us. Keep sharing us with uh, the people in your community, people you love. Because keep chatting with us. Exactly. Keep chatting with us. Keep bringing us the feedback because we absolutely love it and uh, we love interacting with you all. And, and thanks for continuing to support us. Thank you all. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Well, boy, speaking of support, we have another shout out this week from Facebook. Absolutely. This was a really fun one. I remember messaging you guys. It was a couple of weeks ago and I was actually minding my own business doing some holiday shopping. And just like we talked about a second ago, I get a message on, on Facebook on the podcast page. I'd like to give a special shout out to one of our listeners named Sundown Sierra Marco. And yes, that is his real name. <laughs> so two weeks ago when I was doing the shopping, his wife contacted us and said, please give a shout out to my husband Sundown. He's a big fan of your podcast. We listen to you guys every time we're on the road with our RV. Thank you. I mean, uh, so I, near as I could tell, they're from out west, maybe the Phoenix area. I, I mean, I was Googling you guys trying to figure out where you're at just because I want to know where our podcast listeners are. And it just was amazing. I was like, the fact that we're part of your road trips, I was like, that's awesome. And then also the, the your husband's name is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> shout out sundown yeah you gotta shout out sundown did you know what i thought about when i heard of what? Uh, that name here's what i was thinking of y'all ever heard of that gordon lightfoot song you know i've mentioned gordon lightfoot on the podcast before people are like what's this guy listens to gordon lightfoot i do i like canadian folk songwriters you ever listen to gordon lightfoot Cannot say I've ever heard of a Canadian folk songwriter. <laughs> that's okay. Steven on a Crown commercial. Not for you either. Here we go. Huh? That guy. I've heard that. Yeah. When I get feeling oh yeah. When I'm feeling no pain. I guess I just uh, did not know that was a name. Actually, I think I've heard his name before. I put the, the song. Yeah, you hear that? Sundown. You better take care. <laughs> Anyway, no, we thought about you when we were uh, got that review. So thank you for reaching out to us and keep them coming. 
if you would like a shout out, just leave us a review on Apple Podcast, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify. You can mail Anthony a letter. It's fine. I'm um, still waiting on that mailing. <laughs> she put some powder in there. <laughs> <laughs> now you know what Kenny thinks of me. <laughs> it's a takedown. Arsenic. <laughs> so next time we record, we'll give you a shout out. So ladies, for this week, we are going to do a head to head. It's a little different. Head well, to head. not really different because, you know, Kenny blinds us all the time. That's right. So for this week, we have a bottle of Old Forester Rye versus Old Forester Barrel Strength Rye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I stole this line. All right. Well, that was unexpected, but of course we have the Old Forester Rye and the Barrel Strength. These come to us from the Old Forester Distillery uh, over there at Whiskey Row in Louisville. The bottle dates, as near as we can tell, the regular rise from 2020, and the barrel strength, I think, is from 21 or 22. The ABV for the regular is 50. The proof is 100. The ABV for the barrel strength is 63.65. The proof is 127.3. The mash bill on both of these is 65% rye, 20% malted barley, and 15% corn. The MSRP for the 100 proof is $25, even though at total wine, I think they're charging 26. And the barrel strength is 85, and most places there are charging between 85 and 100, but I haven't seen it much lately. Have you guys seen the barrel strength, Ryan, many places lately? I mean, it wasn't a lot to begin with, Mm -hmm. and then now it's almost like impossible. Seems like it comes in waves, so I don't know if like Total Wine, Liquor Barn, Local Group, Kroger, blah blah blah, all yeah. has a pick together. Like it's all released sim- soon, close together. Because right. uh, haven't seen them in a while now. Seems like they're for a while. They they're pretty flooded everywhere. Absolutely, and I will say that when the barrel strength, no, the regular rye came out. So Stephen, do you know that the Old Forester rye recipe? is actually the first new recipe that they released any of the product lines in like 150 years or something like that, right? Which is really, yeah, which is crazy because they just had always done bourbon. They'd never done a rye. They had a recipe for a rye apparently back from the 1940s, -hmm. but they just never done it before. And so when this came out, I bought a whole entire case of it just because I kept hearing so many good things about it that I was like, I want to have a case. And I didn't know if it was going to be limited, if it's going to be regular offering, uh, I, I probably didn't need to buy a case, but I did. So how did you not have it tonight when we needed it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I I drank. <laughs> <laughs> I may have drank that case already. No, I, I didn't drink all of it. I did take care of some friends and stuff because what happened was is when this first came out, it came out, then it like went away. It's like it sold out, it sold through, and a lot of people were saying, giving it high praise, and then it didn't. It was a little bit laggy, but it came out like mm-hmm. three months later, and then it was everywhere, and it's been everywhere since. So... Um, before I get too far off on a tangent, what do we think of these bottles? Well, they look pretty standard. The standard uh, non-barrel strength looks like any of the old, any other other old foresters. Yeah, it does. And the, uh, I mean, the barrel strength looks like a the other single barrel foresters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's nothing, nothing special. I was going to say, all they really do is do what the classic everyone does with rye, the green, yeah, right? The green label, yeah. But the one thing I will say about Forrester is they all their labels are very classic looking. The barrel strength ones, the one while we're talking about it, you mentioned about people doing picks. There was a time where I found one of these that wasn't a pick that Kroger or Liquor Barn did. It was just on the shelf as like a distributor pick, I think. They had a couple of those out there as well that weren't selected by 
by anybody that were just barrel strength rye without anybody's name on them. Um, the only, I'm trying to think, man, I think the only barrel strength ryes I've seen have just been like, I've never, I don't think I've, I haven't seen a pick. So they're not selected by anybody. They're not just selected seen, by the like, distillery. Like I'll get them at Total Wine and Liquor Barn and other places. But they don't say that. I've only ever seen, like, it'll just say the K7, G3, blah, okay. blah, blah. Well, maybe I'm mistaken. Whereas the, whereas the, the bourbons, yeah. you know, it'll be, it'll have a name to it. Like it was picked by them. Right. But I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think I've ever seen a, an actual raw, true pick. And do we have any guesstimations, guesstimates of how old this is? Because they don't have any age statement. I don't think I said that when I went through the specs. There's no age statement. Yeah. But um, and with them, what, five to seven, six to eight years, right? That's what most of their stuff is. I would hope. But I was wondering maybe I've heard that the barrel straight bourbon is as young as four years. But the way that they back up the fact uh, that you know what? No, you're right. Yeah, it's young as four. But so this is probably about the same. But they do heat cycling, right? right. We've talked about heat cycling, which is before. more equivalent to that five to seven. Right. Or yeah. Something. So maybe that's where you get probably it's, the it's dark always. Yeah. Colors are colors are dark. I just that's the only thing. Just if you know, if they were proud of the age, they'd state it. But secrets. I don't like secrets, man. So the one thing I will say about these before we start nosing them is regular rye. So only being out since 2019, it's been on the best budget rye lists for a lot of different people. Surprisingly, I don't know if it's because a lot of the big websites just kind of like we're comfortable with the rise that we're budget, but a lot of our contemporaries, if you will, right? A lot of the podcast community, a lot of the YouTube community, if they have the best of 10 rise or five rise that are affordable, you're always going to see the old forester rye on there i've heard from the ryes uh, a lot of people number one they just taste great for the money on this rye um and then also uh, people do use them in cocktails a lot from what i've been hearing there you go well could be a double threat but what's crazy is uh i've owned this bottle since late 2019 early 2020 but i've never had it are you serious? Never. Here I am buying a case of it. Uh, you know, You're making the man it. open a bottle. I had yeah, a fresh crack my bottle. A fresh crack his bottle. That's a liter, too. That you was my vertical, man. That's a liter. That's not a 750. Is that a liter? Right, isn't it? Nope. It's not? Nope. Well, this would be a good time to say that <laughs> it's available in a liter and 750, <laughs> because I remember seeing it in both sizes and going, man, did I get ripped off because I bought 750s, a case of 750s, and the liters are coming out. Do they also sell this in the duty-free 5-liter? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Does Crown Royal have a duty to three five liter? I bet they do. <laughs> I saw them. I got some marketing stuff from them a while back about, I guess, maybe some mint juleps made with this. Maybe, I mean, that was their own website, I guess. But that's but the out. mint julep for uh, Derby is Woodford, right? Or did it change this last year? I don't know. I think it is. Yeah, I think it's Woodford. Okay. Yeah. They're always they're always the key sponsor. I got to go. We got to go to the Derby. Well, I did. You didn't, Stephen. <laughs> That's true. But I got together with Michael and and your wife and yep. his wife and my wife and a whole bunch of people. And um, there, yeah, there's a lot of Woodford going and no, there. And no, Stephen. Yeah, no, Stephen, because you were traveling during that time. Well, should we go for our first note? Yes, please. Sounds good. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? I said Kitty's getting irritated over there. I've never had it. You know, <laughs> never had it. I'm finding this very delightful. The nose. Yeah. I'm still getting some of just the caramelly brown sugar like I do on bourbon. Yep. Off the nose. I don't know. I mean, 65% pretty good rye, but like we've talked about in previous episodes, it's not 95.5. Yeah. So you're going to hopefully get some more bourbon notes. For me, the two things that stick out are floral. Yeah. And then it smells a little peppery, doesn't it? We have a little pepper yeah. smell. I get a little citrus too. Um, I just got that. Yeah. It's got citrus and floral and pepper. And it's funny. I'm not going to go on my tirade about how I taste her eyes because everyone's sick of hearing that. 
upside down kinda, in the dark. <laughs> this one kind of goes meandering back and forth for me, right? It leans more on the bourbon side, a little bit of the sugars, like Kenny yeah. said, and the sweetness, and less on the um, herby side, but not quite fruity. It's kind of like in the middle. You some earth in this? Yeah, it's earth. I mean, when I say, for me, floral and earthy are like similar to me. Okay. Um, but yeah, a little bit of earthiness, a little bit of... A little bit more of the earthy, like dirt on the uh, barrel proof one. Oh, really? Actually, I was just going for the 100 proof. Now I'm going to yeah. the barrel, barrel proof. I thought you were nosing both. Okay. I got a little more earthy dirt, no, you know, earthiness on the uh, barrel proof one. Yeah, and the barrel proof's got something additional to it that I haven't quite picked out yet. I smell a lot of oak and or like musk. It's musty. It's musty. musty. Yeah. It's a, that's an earthy, musty nose to it. Kind of like a sassafras. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Wait, was that on the uh, two fifteen yeah. uh, wheel? Oh, so uh, Woodford. Uh, it's funny you should say that. <laughs> I think that Kenny peeked at something that I want to mention as we're nosing here. So, the rye was released back when Miss Jackie Zykan was still with Old Forester, and shout out to Bare Feet. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know it's funny you said that because. I subscribe to the magazine Bourbon Plus. I don't anymore. But one of my favorite ones that came out that I had read was the episode that had, or an episode, the, the magazine that had Jackie's Zycan on it. And she was wearing a black pantsuit and no shoes. And so that's where the feet reference comes from. But, um, you know, I think it's okay for me to say it on a podcast. It's an attractive person. Yeah. You know? And um, she was with Old Forester for a long time and now is with a company called Hidden Barn. But we actually have her tasting notes on the rye here. No, the, the aroma. The aroma. The so aroma. we got to go in order here. She has. We have tasting notes and we also have the aroma. So do you want to know what Jackie Zykan's aromas are here? Do you there have you them, go. sir? I have them. All right. We have rich brown sugar. Okay. Magnolia blossom. Ooh. I didn't quite get magnolia blossom. I didn't either. Floral. Floral. Right. <laughs> Hints of soft sassafras. Oh, did you read that? I got and hard sassafras. <laughs> <laughs> like a holiday candy? Holiday candy. Right, like a hard candy. What does right. sassafras even and taste speaking like? Speaking of candy, it's candied lemons. Oh, out. okay. Mm. Well, there's a citrus. There's yeah. your citrus. There's citrus. So I guess we could get descriptors, but not well, the no. same kind that maybe Jackie could no. put out there. Well, no. I said brown sugar. Yep. You said floral, they got a blossom. That's true. You said lemon, they got citrus. Yeah. Yep. We're right there, guys. Yeah. And you said sassafras, and we have soft sassafras. I cheated on that one. <laughs> I read that. cheated on that one. Yeah. I was going to say, you had to look ahead on that one. But, no, but that um, was pretty, pretty close on, though. No, that's good. Do you guys think that, is it is it Melissa Riff who's now with uh, Old Forester? Is that correct? Um, I feel like I'm getting like like really men's cologne out of barrel strength. Oh, the barrel strength? Yeah. Men's cologne. What kind of men's cologne? Just that musky, like... So I was correct that it's Melissa Rift. And so there's Old Forester because I've been drinking that long. That was the Old Forester that I knew, which was the Jackie's I can Old Forester, the master taster. And now it's Melissa Rift. And I just wondered if either of you, before we go to taste here, have any opinions on whether you think Old Forester's consistency has been any different since Jackie has left. Um, if there's any thoughts, because I know everyone always is a critic of birthday bourbon every year, right? You either love it or hate it. It's worth the money. It's not worth the money. It's worth the wait. But I also think that some of their core products have changed as well. 
I think that some of the series, the 1910, 1920, there's been slight changes in. I wouldn't necessarily say that's Melissa Riff's fault. It's probably maybe just the barrel lots that they're working with and how they're blending stuff. It's going to change. You know what I mean? It's definitely changed. And mm, yeah. not in a good way for me. Okay. Because um, you know me, my my starter. 1910. Because 1910. Yeah. I've drank more 1910. I it's it might have changed right even before Jackie left though. So I don't want to say I don't I don't want to say it's yeah. it's it's Jackie versus Melissa. Yep. But it it definitely 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 coincides with old label nineteen ten versus new label. Right. Because I thought I was crazy when I cracked the new one. I'm like this doesn't taste right. Mm-hmm. And so I did find two bottles of the old label in my little bunker. So naturally, and I uh, <laughs> I blinded them. I really did. And I blind and I, and I picked the old label out instantly. So I don't know if that's a tribute to you know Jackie or if it it would change just before she left or what, but it's definitely changed some. I think um, at least for nineteen ten. That's that's my main one I'm familiar with. Nice. Well, I guess we'll have to find out um, if we taste enough of the yeah. old and the new to find out. Maybe there's some big changes going or not. But I mean, definitely birthday birds will be affected by that because I think the master taster gets to select all the barrels and do the blending on I that. So. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing about birthday bourbon. I mean, I said I was new to bourbon, heard how great it was, saw the secondary prices, grabbed up two of them. And luckily I got samples of them before I opened them. Right. And I would, I just, it's one of those things like, uh, what year were those? 20, I got 2019 and 2020 birthday bourbons. And then I even had a, I think a 21, but uh, it's one of those things where, um, you know, if you just look at the hundred fifty dollar retail, it's not bad for one fifty. Right. But me just being who I, I mean, I know they're six fifty, seven fifty secondary, so I look at it as a six hundred fifty dollar bottle. Right. And to me, it's just not even remotely worth that. I think like a nineteen twenty. I got you. Is usually better than those a nineteen nineteen ten nineteen twenty. I think if you were to blind old force of birthday bourbon. Against 1910, 1920, I think a lot of people would pick 1910 or 1920 over Old Forester Birthday Bourbon. Okay. I think we reviewed the ni- the 19. Did we review 19 or 18? Yeah. That's what I was just about 19. to ask you. 19. And I remember enjoying that. I think that I was a buy on that. and I th- we, were, we were all buys. All buys. And so we had that, but I will say this. You had samples of the 19, right? Presumably, yeah. Presumably from an open bottle, I yeah. would say. My bottle, I feel, got better with time. Which is interesting. So I think when we sampled it, would have been maybe our first thirty episodes. Maybe I think it was somewhere 40s. in there. It was it low forties? Low forties. And that means that that bottle had already been open for over a year at that time. Gotcha. And so the breathing, the air, the everything, we all really enjoyed the profile of that. But I have heard. I think nineteen was older than twenty as well. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I just and I'm. It's not. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's just different. I always look at secondary value on any of the bottles I open. I just can't help it. Yeah, I, I could I be can't. right. You may be crazy. So I have to look back. At, I have to go back and uh, listen to that episode y'all did on that. There you go. To see if y'all said anything about secondary or not. Yeah. Because at retail, it's a freaking buy all day long. Yeah. But yeah. I don't I know if remember. we had said anything about secondary or not. I can't yeah, remember. I have to go back and look. Yeah. We weren't enthusiast marketing as much then, I don't think. Yeah. We ranted a lot about we it. We ranted. I ranted a lot about it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I hate the enthusiast markets. No, I didn't say it like that, but that was I funny. I think you mentioned Kenny's name a couple of times back then. Yeah, I think I did. You have to really go back and listen. To, like, there's this guy. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I was living in the bourbon then. I wasn't <laughs> on the scene yet. Everything. I didn't say that. <laughs> I wasn't I on the scene yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, boys, should we go for a first taste? Sounds good. Yes, please. 
Holy pepper backbone. Which one did you do? The just the 100, 100 proof. proof. Yeah, it's been a while since I've had this. I, this is the first time I've had it. Uh huh. It is delicious. Yeah. 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 What easy, do you like? Easy What's, to drink. Yeah. I love the floral notes I'm getting from it. Yeah, it's definitely florally. And for a ride, I don't know how much for the spice I'm getting. The spice for me is all peppery. Yeah, I don't all know how pepper. much of it though I'm getting. Yeah, no, no, it's not an abrasive pepper. No, it's um, yeah, there's abrasive pepper. I'm not a big pepper guy, but um, this is actually a really nice pepper really, spice. It's a, it's a really nice drink. Yeah, Kenny, it's good. Kenny's pensive. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm letting it travel and do its thing. Close my eyes, just seeing where it takes me. Um, the front and the middle, I like a lot. The end just falls flat, but it's also 26 bucks. Yeah, but uh, man, that's that's they they did very good. I think. Yeah, that's, that's really good for something that wasn't even in their product line until 2019. Um, I gotta imagine Chris Morris probably had a hand in developing this, and I didn't know the history. So, like, dead serious, they didn't have rye at all. No, I don't think they had any rye. I think that the 1940 was when uh, old, I think it was Owsley. Wow, um, what's that brown? Uh, he had bought the a historic recipe called Normandy rye. So I okay. guess if you're looking at Dusty's, there might be some Normandy rye out there. Hmm. And that's sort of the uh, impetus for them recreating this and starting to put rye out there on the market. And then, you know, because it's brown format, it makes you wonder also, because we, once upon a time, since we're reflecting on the three years here, we had a night that's an epic episode. You have to listen to it if you haven't heard it before, was when we did Woodford rye. And we started off that night with no expectations, and we started drinking that Woodford rye, and we put down half the bottle. <laughs> I think we, we we just kept. Uh, didn't we put down about half the bottle? No, I think we did Woodford rye. I think we almost finished it. Oh man, it was it was so delightfully surprising that we all were talking about how much we liked it. And since naturally, since Woodford and is part of the Brown Foreman umbrella, you got to wonder how much they borrowed or how yeah. much the Woodford rye borrows from or shares anything with this. So I don't know. This is this is good. I have a bottle of this at home. Yeah, and. I had a drink out of it quite a while ago, so I couldn't tell you if this has tasted that much different. I don't think it does, but then again, I don't have it here for a side-by-side, and we know this is one of the very early bottles because Kenny had it collecting dust on his shelf, um, and it's a fresh crack, so it probably will evolve a little bit. Now, I've got, I guess, two questions right off the bat yep. after after tasting this. Right. So this is a little bit higher barley content than we kind of used to drinking. Normally, we're like, what, in the 5 to 10% range, and here's 20. Right. Um but it's not so much up in the, like the malt range, right? Nope. So how do we feel about the 20 percenter? I mean, in general, that's for the last uh, year, that's my biggest explosion. And what, what I've been buying is uh, malted barley products mm-hmm. or barley products, whether it's high malt or whether it's all malt like the Irish whiskeys. Yeah. So I think that definitely helps make a $26 bottle taste like really good. Right. Uh, malted barley, I think, is the most expensive grain. Yeah. Um, so that's you know the more you, that's why a lot of people don't use a lot of it, but I think it it has to help here. Yeah, I think it creates that uh, the citrusy depth. I'd love to know what emanates from. I'd love to use that emanates. <laughs> what emanates from? Strong there. word. Um, but I'd love to know what flavors come from that malted barley because to me that's where I think some of the citrusy notes that transfer over to the palate I'm getting. I don't necessarily know if I call them citrus or if I call them just fruit notes. Yeah. And they're there. Red breast. Um, Red breast, exactly, fruit. exactly. The fruit. Small, all malted barley. So and that's so true. that's not a big part of this palette, but it's a small glimpse in the middle where you get a little bit of the fruit flavors. I'm not quite sure what fruit it is, but there's some fruit in the middle of the palate before it becomes spicy and rye 
that's uh that's good. That's tasty. So the other question is we both kind of said it was a nice nice drink, right? The guy La Floral in the beginning. Right. Just a real joy to drink. Right. It, how do you think this would hold up in mixing? Do you think it'll kind of like would it be able to stand up in it because it's kind of like it feels like it's low key. Well, it does, but we keep talking about that old fashioned episode that we're eventually <laughs> yeah. going to do at some point in time. And I actually think this should be an entry to that. I think this would be this would make great old fashioned. Yeah, I mean, I think it it's a I mean, it's got that a little bit of that caramelly brown sugar like a bourbon does, just about a little bit. But maybe that higher malted barley con- mm-hmm. the content might, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't drink a lot of cocktails. So I'm probably not the best one to answer that. Yeah. But I know I've seen a lot of places use Old Forester for, uh, but I don't know if they're rye or bourbon they're using for some cocktails. Right. Well, should we move on to the barrel shine? Yeah. I actually just started to. I wonder if it's just going to be like an intensity of the flavors or if there's going to be that much difference because yeah. this is a single barrel. Got to remember that's a single barrel versus a batch product. And, and they do say that Old Forester, they say as far as distilling, it is produced under the supervision of Chris Morris. Okay. So I don't think they even have their own master distiller. It's just that taster down there. So I'm going to say something that's crazy here. I think the barrel strength is amplifying the sugars. Like I'm getting more sweetness up front, but I'm getting less flavor overall. I feel like the flavor is washing away, which is opposite of what barrel strength usually does. But that's just me. Is this a Kenny's hot to be hot drink? I don't know if I'd necessarily say that right now, right. but I want to see what he says. He's kind of got that. that He's really getting into it tonight. You're trying to bring it. He's got, I wish you guys could see this. He almost has like a. I think we lost him to the stars. Yeah, he's, he's like looking, looking away. up. He's kind of like I, he's kind of like scanning through his mental Rolodex. He's really working it. I think that's when people see the light and everything kind of like. Well, you know. I barely touched on it earlier. I've just I've been my palate has been it's been open. semi off for like the last three and a half four months. I've had a lot of tongue burning tingling, so everything tastes oh, hotter. There goes all those episodes. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. So I mean, <laughs> I just wasn't as on, and tonight is the first night in like three and a half months and then I feel like I'm back to quote unquote normal. So I'm just really welcome back. I'm really just absorbing it right now. Man, you, you might be on something here, Anthony. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Um, I just don't feel like I'm tasting as much of the flavor that I liked in the 100 proof. No, but I still like it. I don't think it's bad by any means. It just, it's, I don't know. After tasting that floral light note, it, yeah, it kind of doesn't, it's running, to, it's running together a little bit. Yeah. Then not like, again, not in a bad way, because I very much appreciate both products that are in front of me. Uh, it's just, Dude, if I pick a, if I pick the hundred proof $26 <laughs> one over the, <laughs> over but the one that, regularly. but I understand what you're saying though. No, it is. It's, you can tell it's got more oomph to it. You Definitely. Know, it, you can feel it in your chest more, feel it drawing up, but it's like the flavor is not there. Is either not there at all yeah. or not there or, or not anymore, one of the two. Right. It might even be less flavor. I think it's accentuated. What happens is the alcohol starts to dominate, in my opinion, starts to dominate the flavor profile, which accentuates the florals a little bit, but not in a good way, um, almost in a way that makes it taste a little bit bitter. Yeah, but that, again, could be single barrel. And it could be, is this a low tier or it could be... Uh, this is a tier three. Tier three? Um, Don't they have like 13 floors? Do you have a clean glass? Um, I do. I have one in the middle here. Well, let's do this. Um, not not to throw an audible and curveball. This uh, hey, it, wouldn't be, <laughs> it wouldn't be an episode without you uh, throwing an audible. So this one is that we did is the uh, warehouse G floor three. Okay. Um, I split this bottle in half with I believe Steve Lewis. 
Okay. Firefighter Steve. I don't know. Firefighter some of the Steve. best uh, uh, beer cheese around. Okay. Here in Lexington, Steve Lewis. My All right. And I think I split this bottle in half with him. And so this has been open for probably a year and a half at least. Uh, I do have a bottle of Old Forrester Rye that I just opened up maybe in the last six months. So let's let's hit this one and see if you get more of that flavor. Okay. It's possibly that one just being open for that long and with that much air, and it potentially could have knocked it out. Gotcha. So here is a 131.9 proof warehouse K floor seven. Oh, higher, if you look, higher floor. And K's are kind of known, you know, or people kind of seek out a K okay. per se. But because um, I have to agree with you, that first one we just did, definitely more alcohol. But I don't know if Coming back. if it uh, probably less flavor. It's weird, um, like you said, man. You're you kind of hit it on the head there. Really? So let, let's see if you get more of the flavor notes out of this. Maybe. Did you feel the same way, Stephen? That the yeah. Australian was drinking hotter. Yeah. I kind of was saying words on top of Kenny because I wanted to make sure I was matching him. <laughs> as I said, <laughs> yeah, I love it. No, I'm getting more good. flavor though. Yeah, out of the hundred proof than that original barrel proof, which is crazy. That's the, crazy. That's that's wild. It does not happen no, usually. Yeah. No. Well, here we go down with K. All right. All right. That's a little bit softer and a little bit more flavorful. Okay, it is softer. Yeah. It's not as like oh, yep. in your face. Yep. And it, one thing I will say is this tastes less like the others. So this seems more unique, like it's actually more of a meaningful single barrel. This is richer. Rich. Very rich. Oh, Very rich. My word. There it is. Sorry. On the back end of it. It, I get a nice richness flavor out of it's it. It's rich, and it just yeah. makes my tongue, in a good way, just yeah. kind of like tingle, mm, draw in together. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. You guys hit that one. Okay. Out of the park. So the contrast on the K7 is like brown sugar sweetness up front and lemon zest in the back. Are you going between the 100 now, the 100 proof, and the, uh, and the extra blind? Yeah, I think so. It's crazy, though. It's this is another thing that's great about this is even though we're not proofing things down on our own, you can proof things down with drops of water, ice cubes, do that kind of stuff all the time. Uh, I used to do it way more than I do now, where I would try different things in different ways, especially certain barrel strengths, just adding drops of water to see how much they change and stuff like that. This is a good experiment. Going off that, so this is obviously a fresh crack uh, rye, one hundred proof. Yes. How long is this um, third bottle? Six to. Six eight months max. Okay, so it's been open for a while. But six yeah, six months max. But that first one we did open probably at least a year and a half. Okay, might even be so these might be so close to have years. Their chance to breathe the both of the barrel strings have, but the one evidently breathed too much. It's uh, it's pretty flat. It doesn't breathe. Not, <laughs> and I would I would not say that it was like that fresh crack. So. Their rye might be one of those things. So, like, we've had, you know, we talked before about how bottles can change. Right. Scientifically, if you look at it, nothing changes, right? It's not supposed to much, but it truly does change. If I had a lab coat on, you would believe me. Yeah. My lab coat. But, like, for example, Elijah Craig 18. Yep. If you don't drink it within literally a couple days or a week, it's very flat. You know what? You've been very saying flat. you've been saying that, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to find a good time to open Elijah Craig 18 just for us yeah. when we're hanging out because I have four maybe. Yeah. And I want to do that experiment. I want to keep it for yeah. three years and see if it gets incredibly flat. No, it'll get flat within a, a week or two. So this Old Forester rod went pretty flat on the barrel-proof one. Really? Well, I mean, granted, a year and a half, but still, it's, yeah. it's pretty flat. Okay. So maybe that's this, the other thing. But this K7 is pretty, a lot more flavor. 
Do you know? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a little thing here. You know what the K7 tastes like to me? I will say, man. I'm uh, tasting more of the malted barley in this, and it's tasting like your old Louisville pick a little bit. Really? Yeah. The fruit the fruit notes are working there. What is this raw? Sixty five percent. Sixty five percent. Man, I like if you blind me with this, I'd have a hard time Picking probably it saying it's a raw. To yeah. be honest with yeah. you, this one especially. And usually that's only like the fifty one percent. 56%, but 65%, right. you would think you would like, oh, boom, instant, boom, that's a rye. Right, yeah. But uh, I would have a probably a hard time picking out it's a rye, maybe. Right. Maybe it's because I drink too much 95.5, and that's always <laughs> what I'm looking for. <laughs> I will say this. I, right now, I'm appreciating the hell out of um, these ryes. Like, they're... Even the one the one that I said, the the 127, I said was the flavors were going together. It's still, it's still good. It's not bad. Gosh dang it, man! Uh oh, <laughs> Kenny's. I think Kenny, for the first time in the history of life, might pick a hundred proof over uh, over uh, barrel strength, which is not like him. Well, dang it! Should we just go right to, right for it then? I think we're ready. I think we had uh-huh. enough time with this whiskey. So, fellas, would you pass, try, or buy on the Old Forester Rye and on the Old Forester Barrel Strength Rye? I will defer to Anthony. Oh, goodness. They're going to lead us off now. Um, I'm going back and for one more drink each. All right. Well, here's the thing. The 100 proof to me is easy. It's a $25 bottle. It's excellent, in my opinion, for what it is. And when I say for what it is, I have purchased this multiple times since 2019, including the case I originally bought. And I have a bottle at home right now that I probably haven't drank in a couple of months. It's sitting in the back of the cabinet. You're going to pull it forward. What's that? You're going to pull it forward, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I will pull it forward because um, I think that's a testament. There's been times on this on this podcast I've told you guys, oh, I had a Sazerac rye, but I haven't bought it in a while. I have this, and I haven't bought it in a while. I have consistently bought Old Forester rye since 2019, and I like it. So that's a no-brainer for me. When you get to the barrel strength, I think it's a tale of two things, which I can't really tell you. If you can get it at retail cost, which is 85 to 90 bucks. I think it's a buy. I remember when the rise were going for two hundred and what two thirty. I'm looking at Kenny now because yeah. he would know the rye barrel strength rise were going yeah. for two thirty to two fifty when they first hit. No way, not two thirty two fifty. Yeah, in the hundred to hundred and mm. you know forty range, hundred fifty range. I still think it's unique. I'd rather have the K seven than the one the other one we drank for that much money. But if I had the K7 at 140, 140, I'd be happy with it. Um, so I'm going to go with a try on the – I'm going to go stay solid try because there might be a lot of variation between those single barrels, and I really like the 100 proof a lot. So I'm going to go with a try with the barrel strength. I guess I'll go next. I'm pretty much going to ditto everything you said. Okay. I really enjoyed the 100 proof rye. I'm going to go buy a bottle. Yay! I'm gonna keep it on my shelf. Hooray! I like it a lot. Um, yeah, I tasty. think for the, like you said, it's the, it, on the single barrel. Your depends on the barrel, so your mileage may vary, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but on the K7, I liked it a lot. Uh, again, I would be a try on it. Um, I don't even know if it's worth the 150 that you said. Really? I think okay. I would buy if it's not MSRP. Um, I didn't. I mean, I get more flavors out of it than the other barrel strength. Right. But I don't think enough to justify going up to 150. Okay, so that's I can't why wait. 
Yeah, I can't wait to hear what Kenny has to say because that's the thing. He's got to eat his words. Once you go and eat the words, right? Yeah, He's I mean, hiding. if he if he picks a hundred proof over the barrel strength, that could be the first time in history. Like the listening audience, they're going to ban him from Greece. Ban Hammer, ban Hammer. <laughs> All right, so yeah, the hundred proof, the bald has spoken. I mean, the beard. I mean, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The back hair. The back hair has spoken. <laughs> the back hair. <laughs> Get me off here. <laughs> Um, <laughs> like Anthony said, the $26 one, I mean, it's 26 bucks, right? There's definitely $26 bottles. I would still not pass or still not buy. This is definitely a buy for me on the hundred proofer. I mean, it's actually truly flavorful at a hundred proof. And at that pricing point, both the finish on the hundred proofer is a little, flat on the end but it's 26 bucks right yeah, right but the front and the middle um, are freaking great yeah they're great yeah, and you pick up just it's a up and down left and right good flavors so six eight months ago when i opened this k7 that's when i also did try this g3 right and back then i picked the g3 over that wow but if you look at there it's been sitting with that much air in it for now right it's just gone flat right um, so the K7 definitely, to me, had more flavor than that. But I'm going to kind of copy off Steven on this a little bit. Um, maybe even uh, – I'm a pass, man, on wow. both the barrel-proof ones. Wow. Um, a part of that is these are, what, 85 90 at retail? Yep. Yeah. What did we review about a month ago that was just <laughs> phenomenal off the charts, Ra? Oh, the old Ezra. The old Ezra, which was, what, 99 bucks. Yeah, 99, but I mean, some market's still 70, 70, 75. The reason I'm a pass on these is because Old Ezra's in the same ballpark. Okay. So if Old Ezra was not in the same ballpark, I would at least be a try on these. But I'm about to officially go pass because Old Ezra crushes it and it's in the same ballpark. Wow. Sorry, that's uh, that's crazy. I I did not think I, I... Hey, we go in with an open mind. And right. I did not think it would happen yeah. like this, but it is yeah. what it is. So my next question for you guys is, okay. out of the two, which do you prefer? Gosh, don't make me say this. <laughs> Anthony? Don't make me say this on tape. Man, yeah, this is crazy. I, I, yeah, no, no. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I do the same this thing. This is a rewritable CD. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I honestly think that if... Pound for pound, we got to be true to who we are. I think I'm just going to buy the regular. I prefer it because the cost and the flavors are good. And even though the K7 really makes me wonder, because I really like the mouthfeel of it, I like the fruit flavors, mm. um, and I don't wonder what else is out there because I don't know how many different single barrels are out there. There's probably a lot. Um, it makes me wonder, but for what's in front of us tonight, yeah, easy for me. The 100 proof, I'm going to say it over it. Yeah. 100 all the way. Yep. 100 all the way. I figured you probably were yeah. too. I enjoyed it a lot more than the other one. Yep. Like, I like, I love that. The enjoyed, flavors up front. Yeah. I enjoyed the flavors more yeah, than the right. fruit, that's, that's what it comes down to is the yeah, flavors. I truly did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I truly did. And what's crazy is we are not usually talking about alcohol. When I say alcohol, I'm talking about the fact that it's higher proof, the ethanol coming in and maybe mixing up the flavors. And I feel like it kind of did. Well, I didn't get like a big ethanol pop on it. Right. It was just hotter. Yep. But it lost. Yeah. It truly lost the flavors, though. Like I mean, it lost the, the flavors. The only thing that saved the K seven was that feel, that, that little that, rich, yeah, that the richness. richness we had on the back yeah. end. Yeah. Otherwise, um, it was still hot. And you so, know, what flavors. I'll do though, I will nerd out with my uh, spreadsheet <laughs> Here we that go. I've got. 
and my uh, my little gram scale weigher and my limestone water, I'll go ahead and take one of the K7s. Yep. Not tonight, but I'll take the K7 and prove it down to 100. Oh. And then we'll go ahead and try that K7 at 100 proof compared to the, the this one at 100 proof and just nice. to see what they're like. But cannot believe I'm saying this, but, yeah, I'm, a, I'm 100%. I'd go 100 proof over the barrel proofs, man. Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, crews, posses around the world. <laughs> Gosh. Kenny Mills, I hate to say it, has just picked 100 proof over barrel strength whiskey. Uh, is that a twenty dollar bill you just paid for this? Oh, Ooh. this is, <laughs> I mean, I did, did not you, think did I would. This? I did not think I would say that. <laughs> Man, he just been the case, ladies and gentlemen. Been but the case of go, Old Forester Rye. They just, I mean, I just can't, especially considering that uh, Old Ezra Rye yeah. that we just did. Oh yeah, you know. Yep. And with that, thanks for listening to this week's edition. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TheMashupKY. Don't forget to visit our partner, BourbonOutfitter.com. Enter code TheMashup for a special discount. Also, let us know your thoughts in the bottom of the comment section. Until next time, keep it neat.